Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. magic yeah. lady in the box just said we're recording so we must be official so so phil baroni is that right yeah phil baroni you know that that um that that uh what's her face chris cyborg mm-hmm. that screwed me up for days <laughs> i can see that on, any, le- like, on many levels yeah it just was like so hard to to get my head around and that in turn, whoa. <laughs> uh, one of the boys just uh, took something to the trash can and then turned the garage light off. Nice. Even after he and I made eye contact, so he knew I was over here. <laughs> he, Phil Baroni looks a little bit like, in the picture I'm looking at, it looks like Fat Colin Farrell. Fat Colin Farrell is a good one. Uh, there's one where he looks like a very buff Bono. Because <laughs> he's got those big... The, the fly glasses on. Okay. You know? <laughs> yes. Maybe that a small group of our, our listeners will know that reference. Nice. Well, a man will rise, a man will fall from the sheer face of love like a fly from the wall. It's no secret. It's Thank no you. Secret. Thank you. Wow. There we go. I, uh, I did a Zoom call this morning at work and uh, they go, we're, we're going to show you a quick, uh, our product team. These are the people who you would work. They're a deployment specialist. They flash this image up. I was like, wow, not a one over 30, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and the girl goes, <laughs> the woman goes, what? I go, you, you just sent me a high school yearbook page. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. She was very good sport about it. Um, but yeah, I was just like, Wow, not a single face, not a wrinkle in the bunch. <laughs> not a gray hair to be found. Not a gray hair to be found. Meanwhile, was... you come to this and you're staring at old man old man River here. Um, I, uh, I was wearing a baseball cap the other day and the beard's at the right length. I was like, uh-huh, yeah, Jimmy Buffett, con- Jimmy Buffett concerts. That's, that's where I'm off to. <laughs> yeah, got to be careful with the, beard, the gray beard and the baseball cap. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, Hawaiian shirt, and I mean, yeah. you know, uh, one step from buying a metal detector. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the other option. Um, I'm gonna lean. Uh, oh, oh man, oh, another key. Gonna, I'm gonna lean hard into parrot head if those are my two choices. <laughs> I'm already there. So, hey, guess what? What? This is episode 24 of Slurptoast, a, a podcast. That's wow. two dozen. That's two dozens, man. That's like almost a year's worth. We're getting close. I was gonna look before we started. It was it was in July when we started last year, so we're we're closing in. Wow. So for um, that we should have a guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I was waiting for Hunter to get back from his sojourn to the Pacific Northwest uh hell Apparently the outer realm of hell. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I'll shoot him an email, uh, see if we can't line that up so we can do uh do our interview with him uh for our one year anniversary show he'll like the that a lot i think and uh in the meantime and then uh, two weeks from tonight when we would be recording next um 
boy number one and I will be at uh, AEW Fighter Fest night one, so we'll have to look at nice. rescheduling that. Yeah, okay. I bought tickets. It was going to be just like just like their second show back live, uh-huh. it turned into one of their signature shows. So it turned out to be a pretty good deal. Nice. So, so yeah, nice, nice. So here I had a I had a weird dream the other night. I want to start the show with the weird dream because you were in it, and it wasn't that kind of dream. Just so we'll clear okay. the air. So it was what it was, and it was really weird because you and I were like going cross country, like like it was like very Hunter S. Thompson. What do I keep saying? What is that? When we get to what's on your desk. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a tease for what's on your desk. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Here's the, yeah, that's a tease for what's on your desk. <laughs> it's like that sketch from SNL with Kristen Wiig with the tiny arms. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, so we're... we're <laughs> That's good audio right there. Um, so we're driving around the country like Hunter S. Thompson, some weird acid trip. The weird part of it was it wasn't just you and I on this weird-ass road trip. We okay. were accompanied by Elizabeth Banks for reasons that I have no idea about. It works, uh, it works for me, too. Uh, Liz was very, very much into this uh, macrame <laughs> vest top thing she was wearing. It was blue. <laughs> she wore it open a lot of the time. Um I don't know what any of that means, but I wanted to share it with you since you were on the road trip with me. Oh, macrame. So that's clearly a throwback to our childhood. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, Jacqueline's, not Jacqueline Smith. The other one from Charlie's Angels. Farrah Fawcett. Farrah, no, Sabrina. Not Jacqueline Smith. Kate the Jackson. One. That's the one who I could see wearing the macrame vest. <laughs> or yeah, it, Peaks. it was just the macrame vest. There were no accoutrement beneath said vest. So I don't yeah, see I Kate see, Jackson pulling that, that off. Uh, I can see Chris, T, Chris uh, Teague do it. Yeah, yeah, Cheryl Teague. Yep, absolutely. Cheryl Teague, there we yes, go, sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so yeah, we went on this weird road trip. There was a documentary crew. I don't even pretend to know. I just all the I like wrote it down so I could remember it for the podcast because it was just – and then tonight I was flipping channels and Press Your Luck was on, and she's the host of that. And I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> Back from the road, huh? No so, whammies. Yeah. No, no whammies. You know, lots of whammies. Uh, yeah, so that was a weird dream. Um, so, anyway, any weird dreams you want to share? Oh, no, man. You know, that's the funny thing. I, I don't, I don't, I don't have those a whole lot anymore. Is it the drugs? The, probably so. Okay. Yeah, they're probably the drugs and the CPAP machine that makes you hate going to sleep so much you try and do a power nap to just get it over with and get that thing off your head uh yeah i need to have a sleep study done i keep putting it off because i don't want oh, to deal man. with that I, I've, t- I've told the story about my sleep study haven't i have i told you that um i feel like you have but i can't recall so fire away yeah so okay so you, you <laughs> okay so it sounds like health wise i'm like a train wreck right but yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're men of a certain age. We are. <laughs> Cheers. There's that. But okay. So I have hereditary uh, irregular heartbeat. Okay. Which is okay. why I have the pacemaker. And I've had two, count them, two uh, cardiac catheters where they, you know, stick the thing up your, well, I went through the groin like a real man. Um, they go up the groin <laughs> and then they, you know, they put the dye in and all that stuff. Right. And so I'm like, no, it's. I'm recovering, not from that, I'm sorry. I'm recovering from the pacemaker. And I'm like, 
you know, in and out of consciousness because I've been unconscious for three hours while they string this thing up. And they ask Kristen, does he always snore? I'm not awake for this. She tells them yes. They then say he needs to have a sleep study. I wake up to that. Wait, coming out of the pacemaker, you get told you like, yeah, what, you're same like day? Like, you're like, what? A sleep what? Huh? You know, a couple weeks later, I'm in a strip mall uh, at like six o'clock at night. With the whole thing, Sean, Sean shady <laughs> oh, as hell. It's an Al Madrigal joke all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Did they make the banana cry? And the cholos <laughs> were there. Yeah. <laughs> R.A.P. Carlos, there's no ticks in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and they're out there having fun at this waterfall. Yeah. No. Yeah. So you're in the strip mall. They're gonna. They, they don't make the banana cry. Because, you know, it's like this nondescript sort of a thing, which sounds like a place that would make the banana cry. Exactly. They, but you, you get there like at nine o'clock and the first thing they do is like, okay, here, here's your room, here's your bed, uh, here's a video. And you watch like the, these, these guys who are doing the sleep study, you know, he's getting all comfortable pulling it up and he's got wires on it. They don't really show all the wires on his head, but they show a couple and they lays down and he sleeps and this is what will happen. And then they're interviewing people who had CPAP machines. And one of them so offended me. I told my doctor, it's this old guy. Cause you know, I just, uh, I, 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 I never got a good night's sleep until I got the CPAP machine. And now, now I, I'm looking forward to it. I look forward to going to bed. Right. This later prompts my comment to my doctor of, are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? That's an old guy. He's fought in wars and he's a hero. And now he's a fucking shill for the CPAP machine. And he sold his soul for 15 minutes of a, of a, of a shitty video. <laughs> Sleeping brother Ryan. Yes. Yeah. But the, you know, that's one where the sleep doctor, I don't think likes that opinion of the study yeah <laughs> probably not since that's their bread and butter exactly they, so anyway so, so you go in there and they 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 stick leads like all around your head you know because they're doing brain waves right okay I think. they put leads here for eye movement okay um they put leads like here i don't know in case like i'm kissing the pillow i'm tooth grinding yeah but that means okay you're right that makes a lot more sense Anyway, let's go with tooth grinding. And then they put the EKG on you, if you've ever had the EKG. Oh, yeah. And, it, and it's the seven-lead EKG, which is ankles, wrists, three across the chest, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and and you've got this bundle of wire. You look a little like Vader in the tank, you know, before <laughs> they slap the mask on. Right. You, 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 you see this. <laughs> you like see yourself. You're like, oh, my God. That comes later. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. yeah. So I I get into bed. You've got this bundle, I mean this bundle of cable that you're kind of shuffling there, and you get into bed. And they they came in like ten minutes after I fell asleep. And it's like you have to have the the machine. We, we this is not working. You have to have the machine. So they put <laughs> you they broke put the, the test. I broke the test. So they put the Vader mask on me, but you can't roll around because you've got you know the headgear on the your tubes head, and the four year leads on your face. <laughs> seven, nine leads across your body and you're, you're sleeping like this the whole night. Um, they come and get you like at six o'clock, you're in like this deep, that deep sleep where you wake up, you don't know where you are. You, know? <laughs> you don't know who you are. Whoa, 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 what? what? 
and she goes, okay, just study's over. And you're like, well, what? You have to, you know, you don't have to leave now, but we need you to get ready. And you're like, Ugh. and they peel all the leaves off and you're still not awake. And like, here, you can go into the bathroom and you can freshen up and then get your stuff. We're done. And I get into the bathroom and I look and they put all this glue stuff. Mm-hmm. My hair is sticking up and it's got these little clumps in it. And my first thought, and it's horrible, was, oh my God, I fell asleep at the orgy and everyone jizzed on my head. (laughs) Which, you know, maybe it's because I was like so asleep or deep into it, but it it, it was not a, it was not pretty. And then I put on a ball cap and became a person of Walmart because I wasn't ready to go home and wake my family up. Well, did you see anything good at Walmart? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Other people who looked like they were at the orgy. (laughs) By the way, I wrote that down as a potential title. Oh, my God, I fell asleep at the orgy. (laughs) It just, oh, it was. So anyway, uh, well, you're lucky. You, you, you know, they'll stick those leads on clean. Yeah, good luck getting them to stick to this thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They'll find a (laughs) I'll scrooge them right to my head. Oh, and then of course they. Oh yeah, the, the, that's the always fun. That. Yeah. So, but I think there's probably people of a certain age who might hear this who are just like, "Oh, what is that crazy shit? Shaving your chest for an EKG?" And then there's other people who are gonna be like, "Man, that's the worst." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that <laughs> sucks because then you, then you, because I've seen the movie twice in the last parts of the movie twice in the last month. Then you look like uh like a Steve Carell coming out of a uh, forty year old virgin. You've got like the, yes. the, the, the sh- spotty chest hair. So you've either, been, you've either been shaven or you've developed chest mange. <laughs> so you go in there with jizz head and chest mange. And you're just like. <laughs> kind of slay. <laughs> jizz head and chest mange. I believe that's a title from Image. Anyway, it's a Kirkman <laughs> book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing down the secret origin <laughs> of jizz head and chest mange. <laughs> Might, you know, do crime instead of solve them. I don't know. <laughs> They're part of the very elite sex crimes division of the Wildcats. <laughs> Ball kegs, just nothing but pouches. <laughs> Another leader hosing thing that just pouches. Their costumes are all ribbed. <laughs> We're here to believe, investigate an assault. I believe <laughs> I believe Jizz had my sheriff powers with Medusa of the Inhumans and have that prehensile hair. God. <laughs> it's, just, it's just real. It's not, it's like not fine Wait, motor okay, coordination. I, I can like make it. I can make it better. It's, it's not. It's prehensile pubes. <laughs> <laughs> the leather leader hose in the pouches. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, that makes chess mains the straight guy, the straight man, the straight man. <laughs> he's he's trying to get the answers and. <laughs> What's he doing? He's investigating. He's over there. His things are crawling across the floor. Oh my god! I'm getting a feeling. 
can't feel my feet. You don't have any feet. <laughs> All right, then. That took a turn. <laughs> yes, it did, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I wrote down a couple of things I wanted to talk about, so let's let's see what we can do with these. Okay. Uh, have you uh, read any of uh, Transmetropolitan? No, I have not. Um, I read the entire run over the last two weeks. That's the Spider uh, Jerusalem. One, yes, right? okay. and I can say without fear of contradicting myself, it is one of my favorite comic series of all time. Really? Maybe it's because of the administration we just came off of, or the way where we are currently in our, um, in our just general overall world right now. But it it hit right on so many things, okay. and it's it's like a decade old. I don't understand how the Europeans can understand the American experience so much better than the Americans at this point. Because you think about. Garth Ennis with Preacher and the new American Western that he wrote. And now this was Ellis. And it's futuristic. So it's set in the future. So there's like, you know, weird shit that he makes up, but it all works in context. And he's got this Spider Jerusalem who is, for all intents and purposes, he's Hunter Thompson. Okay. But he's fighting the system. And he's like reporting. But when this all started out, like there's like news feeds and things. This is like, you know, a decade, 15 years ago when this stuff wasn't con- commonplace. Okay. And just to see the vision this guy had for where we were headed as a society and specifically America as a country, it's, it flabbergasted me for like 10, was it 10 volumes? Whatever it was, it was like six big books. So I think it was 60 issues. It's a short, it's only 60 issues. So it's self-contained. But okay. by God, I I can't recommend it highly enough. You, my friend, are the target audience for this book. Oh. I, I Seriously. I, I told Laura when I finished, I'm like, because I borrowed them from the library. I'm like, that was so good. I'm going to go buy it for my library because I want to have it to go back to. Um, okay, then. I feel like I read one of the early collections and was like, eh, it's okay. But it takes a little while. It's got a little run up that you got to give it. And I think, like I said, I think my perspective has changed since I read that first volume and things around us have changed so much that it was like, Holy shit. How did I miss this? And it's like, it's, it's, it's the blind spot I have for vertigo by and large. I, I don't know how, for whatever reason, I was never much of a vertigo guy, but every time I read something that was a vertigo title, I love it. <laughs> Hellblazer preacher, this uh fables okay um all just spectacular stuff and i I kind of am embarrassed to say that i missed all that first time through first run yeah but but yeah um i cannot give transmetropolitan enough stars it just seriously like i've been reading comics for what i'll say 45 years for a while plus or minus it's in my top three, probably. Like I said, it may be my favorite thing I've ever read, just as a complete work. Okay. That's all right, then. So that's all I have to say about that. I wanted to hear your Burger King story. Those fuckers are, they, they're out <laughs> to get me. I, I saw the Facebook post. I didn't comment because <laughs> I didn't think it required me to because I knew I was going to be talking to you, but... Uh, <laughs> 
and we could go deeper into the subject matter. Okay, so every now and again, I, I will stop at a Burger King, right? Mm -hmm. And um, they, they used to have like the the bacon double cheeseburger, which yes. is almost like the perfect sandwich because it was the meat, the cheese, the burger. They didn't do a lot of the their their special sauce or whatever in the hell that yeah, stuff is. Yeah, no, that was but, my favorite. Absolutely, poison, right? It was perfect. So they get rid they they get rid of it now. Everything's a riff on the Whopper, and 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 um. So I get the bacon double king or the bacon king, right? And it's huge. And it is. It's, it's too big. Huge. It's, it's too, big. too big. It's too big. And I, I don't know. Uh, I was thinking that whoever ran their focus group, and I think it was either McDonald's or Wendy's, was like, no, no, no. Take that thousand island mayo paste that you've got. Just slather it on there, man. Don't People stop. love that shit. People love it. Yeah, absolutely. Take it off the Whopper because nothing goes with bacon and cheese like mayonnaise and Thousand Island mayonnaise and a lot of Thousand Island mayonnaise. And it's one of those where like you take the bite and you actually have to do one of these. You go, huh? So that the shit doesn't uh, go like, oh. That's nasty. Right. So I, so a year or so ago, I got one, maybe two years ago, I got one. And yes, I get back to the office and an hour and a half later, it's like, you know, just, forward my phone calls to the bathroom because I'm not coming out. And I mean, I had to stay <laughs> late at work to, to make sure that all everything had settled down and to gain my strength. I'm like sitting there with an off duty cop who's like, he's like, do you, do you, uh, do you need a ride home? Are you going to be okay? I'm like, yeah, I'll be fine. Oh God. Anyway. <laughs> so couple days ago same thing kind of hungry got the 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 bacon king and forgot to say hey don't put any of that that pickly thing whatever the hell that stuff is don't put it on there and you know i don't know anyway and yeah it got me again <laughs> it's just like <laughs> 30 minutes later i get back from lunch i'm like yeah okay that's happening <laughs> See, okay, I'm I'm glad I'm not the only one with the Burger King thing because I'm with you on the bacon double cheeseburger. It was the perfect size fast food hamburger. It was it, it was about that big. It was about seven or eight bites if mm -hmm. you took your time. Um, and I loved it. And it was bacon and cheese and a burger and no lettuce or tomatoes. Exactly. And none of the vile mayo paste. Exactly. Yeah. It was perfect. It was just the way I like a burger. Mm -hmm. And I must have eaten my weight in those growing up. Yes. And, um, you know, and then the closest fast food joint well, before they built the Chick-fil-A, the closest fast food joint to our house here was there's a Burger King in the gas station at the top of the hill. And the boys and I went one day not long after we moved because there was nothing else around here. And I didn't want to drive the 15 minutes to, to drip um, for McDonald's or something. But anyway, um, and, and we went and it was nasty. It was just yeah. nasty. And I was like, this is not right. Burger King is supposed to be a safe place for fast food. It's not it's, McDonald's. It's right. not it's, Jack in the Box. Right. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's not you run by clowns at all. It's royalty. You're, you're, I don't know. It's royalty, yes. And you're looking at the menu and you're just like, what do we got here? Okay. Uh, Whopper, Whopper Jr., the Bacon King some other variation of the Whopper with, I don't know, chicken or... Chicken Whopper. 
chicken whopper, chicken and fries, chicken fries, and you're just I mean, looking at it going, "Are you even trying anymore?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you just thrown in the towel and we're running out the clock? What's the deal? <laughs> Did you think bringing back the the brown and mustard uniforms was going to make this more palatable? Because it's really not helping. They're uh, retro, baby. Well, the, hey, if they bring back the bacon double cheeseburger, that's another story. That's fine. That's a retro I can get behind with them. But that's, yeah, that's, that, like I said, it's like who's running your marketing because it's clearly not somebody with your best interest at heart. Uh, you're right. <laughs> Tim, what's her name? Wendy. That's all we yeah. need to know. <laughs> yeah, this really sultry redhead came in and said, <laughs> slather that on everything. Mm, it's delish. Hot and juicy. Um, <laughs> just the way we like it. Uh, meaty, spicy, hot and spicy. Big and good, hot and spicy, sweet and meaty. meaty. Hi, daddy. <laughs> yeah, it gets rid of that 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 flame broiled taste that you yeah, guys were Which you've for. been like hanging your hat on for my entire life. Now I can't even taste the burger for all the shit you put on it. And it's just vile. Just it is. Vile. It's, it's not even like good shit. I mean, you know. And I'm sitting there going, wow, I've come to Burger King for a chicken sandwich. That can't be right. <laughs> See, yeah, no, that I'm not. <laughs> I think I did that like one time back in college. And this is a good story. Uh, we were going, Matt and I and another friend were going to a concert in Houston. Because my dad was living over there. And we went to a lot of concerts over there because we had a free room and board. Um, it was Genesis, in fact, which was a good show. Okay. Um and that was one of those weekends back in the late 80s, mid late 80s, when Burger King was trying to get their like international chicken sandwich thing to go. And they would do like dollar chicken sandwiches all weekend. So we ate dollar chicken sandwiches across two states and back. Because, you know, the price was right. And they were not bad. No, that's the funny thing. I've had their chicken sandwich and it's, it's, it's decent. And I think it's because there's none of the mayo paste on there. <laughs> so your it's big just, gripe is the mayo paste. Yes, that is, is my just huge like gripe. Thousand Island Spackle? What is it? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> That's another. It's like yeah, you know, the secret sauce is like you know, warm mayonnaise mixed with Thousand Island dressing, left out on the counter overnight to give it a little tang, <laughs> and then, <laughs> then just you know, smother. <laughs> How many? Yeah, one one pump. No, I can still see the meat. It's, Two it, pumps. Yeah, it's the king. <laughs> it's the king. <laughs> it's, it's a cult gun. Clack 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 clack. Who ordered the jizz head special? Anyway, <laughs> it's the guy with with chest mange out there. Uh, <laughs> some weird guy whose pubes are wiping the counter. I don't know what to do. Give him the mayo paste. <laughs> All of it, <laughs> just just the whole tub. Just just just. Wow, wow, wow. Um. Ah. All right. Let's see. What else did I write down? Uh, let's talk about Loki for a minute. Okay. Because we're halfway through that. Mm-hmm. Um. I liked episode one and episode two. I found episode three kind of lacking. I know we had to flesh out she Loki Sylvie. or whoever she turns out to be, which I don't think is she Loki, but anyway. Um, but I found that I one a little slow. It was. It was a little slow. It just, it, I don't know, it just like took, um, yeah, uh, slow is the best way to describe it. Yeah. A lot, I mean, lot, of, lot of explaining to do. <laughs> exactly. Love is a dagger. No, love love. Is a, no, but that's the thing. You had a great scene like that. 
but then getting to that scene and I don't know if it's just because the Sylvie character is kind of meh. Yeah. You know, I'm not it's, feeling the, the, the sort of God of mischief vibe rolling off this chick. Well, there's not a lot of, uh, there's not been a lot of Loki mischief to speak of so far. Right. It's been very much a procedural up until this point. I think, uh, the new episode from today may change that, but, uh, I don't know. I would agree with that. I haven't watched it yet, so don't tell me. Okay. Yeah, well, we continue with a lot of exposition and kind of, you know, slow to get to where it is they're going. Yeah, but they're running um, out of time. That's the problem. But it does pick up towards the end. Okay. And then the post credit scene is one where you're going to like go, okay, this is what I've been waiting for. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 So I've been waiting for a, po- a post-credit sequence in this one. It's like we're four episodes in before we got one. It's a, it's a, lo- it's a long haul for this uh, genre so far. So yes, but I, I think I, I'm, I'm hoping though that five and six will be just, you know, just rock out, rock. Yeah, balls out. There we go. That's the phrase. <laughs> well, let's see. I, I, like I'm nothing if not a phrase phrase turner. Um, I taught I have, my daughter Garfunkel for when things were all kinds of screwed up. <laughs> nice. If you that with somebody, they're like Garfunkel. I go. It sounds nasty, but it's just a folk singer <laughs> <laughs> with jizz head. <laughs> yes, the original jizz head, Art Garfunkel. <laughs> <laughs> the man who's inspired my lexicon <laughs> <laughs> in more ways than you ever thought um let's see so um <laughs> i may have to change the title to the secret origin of but uh, we'll see uh, i think it addressed in traffic for sure secret origin and then of and uh <laughs> exactly so um i <laughs> I've discovered that I oh oh here's a I don't know do you have HBO Max? Nope. Oh okay well then you can't watch this but there's a new show on there called Hacks. It's a uh, Gene Smart is an aging comedian okay. uh, with all manner of issues, career, <laughs> familial, whatever, um, and uh, her agent has also has a client a. Uh, a young writer who lost her TV deal for a tweet she wrote. So he puts them together, her to write for this aging comedian to turn, uh, pump and brag. Back on the, uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And it's really fucking good. We've watched okay. like four or five of the eight episodes, whatever it is. It's so fucking good. Uh, I, Jean smart is having quite a little Renaissance this year between, uh, she was the mom on mayor of East town. And she was really okay. good in that. And she's amazing in this. I, I I have a sneaking suspicion she could win two Emmys uh, come award season next year with those two roles, which I think would be kind of cool. Because I was telling Laura the other day, because she's like she's like this foul mouth, just brutally honest, hateful old woman. And I'm like, first time I remember Jean Smart was from Designing Women, and she was like the only one with a soul on that show. <laughs> and now she's playing like like Joan Rivers meets Dice and it's just like oh my god. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That that may be a little that may be a stretch but it's it's definitely inspired by like Joan Rivers and uh maybe Chelsea Handler's a better answer but um anyway. Okay. You know, speaking of Dice, I remember um it was an early early HBO comedy special like up and comers or young mm-hmm. comics 
and it was hosted by either Rodney Dangerfield or Louis Anderson. Don't remember which. But one of the comedians who came out was Dice Andrew Dice Clay. Before he was Dice Clay, and Dice was just a yeah, and he was just a character. And like I think he came out and did the the one in person, the impression of a football player who always puts on his helmet and his shoulder pads. And then he turns around, he flips up the collar, and he comes out and does like the naughty, naughty limericks or something. And so when you see that, and then you see the dice man, you're like, I can never take the dice man seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, oh. well, well, I mean, because like the first time, like, I, I, I remember seeing him vaguely in those early days when he was just another stand up guy. But like the first time dice, like, made an appearance in my mind was he was the doorman in pretty in pink yes. he was the guy that wouldn't let ducky into the club where weasel zappa was macking on molly ringwald um <laughs> so but he was like oh Good was, kids <laughs> hey, oh, hey. he was doing dice and that's like the first time and then a couple of years later i'm like wait what yeah really? it's like finding out larry the cable guy's name is really like daryl <laughs> <laughs> he's got another brother named daryl um, yes or doug or something like that yeah it's yeah. something normal yeah mm-hmm. and he doesn't talk like that spoiler alert spoiler alert that's a shtick yeah <laughs> get her done it's get all done. about the catchphrase if we've learned nothing else pretty much yes and that blue collar comedy tour that uh, gave us you know well Larry the I mean, cable guy. <laughs> yeah i mean he's the takeaway from that because the other three guys were pretty well established and all yeah, reasonably funny. Yeah, that's true. Push. And I've seen him live, and he's hysterical. <laughs> I would like to see that. <laughs> we went, he was like, I didn't do this at the early show, but you came to the late show, so you get the good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> now, a favorite of his is that I think it's talking about going up the mountain on, a, on the Greek cruise or whatever it is oh with the anaconda guy <laughs> oh yeah i'm sweating scotch out of every pore in my body <laughs> I, mean, I feel compelled to do the cigar hand when i tell it do i you know recant you gotta the do the, you gotta hold you gotta be hold the drink and the cigar yeah yeah he's a tire guy he went tire college <laughs> <laughs> he is really really funny apparently he missed lug nut day <laughs> that's a damn good ron white by the way <laughs> you were gonna do alex jones i could do a good ron white <laughs> that'd be a fun show <laughs> alex jones and ron white together at last what the hell are you talking about uh space aliens in my prostate <laughs> Oh, I will have what you're drinking. <laughs> it's all natural <laughs> supplementals that I sell on my Brain website. Supplementals. <laughs> I have those checked out. <laughs> chicks. I like chicks. Not Czechoslovakians, mind you, but cashier's checks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One night we're doing this. <laughs> I have to go watch Rod White, or not Rod White, Alex Jones to kind of get in that sort of crazed kind of... Oh, uh, just say whatever the fuck comes to your mind, I think, and then tie it into some conspiracy. I don't know. Yeah, so so Father's Day, we're, we're tying this in with the F word. Oh, the, oh spoiler. We'll keep that off to the side. So my daughter, my child, has a quote up on her wall from one of her palm friends. Okay. And it says, you know, dear... Uh, hey, slut, 
you're my least favorite person on the team. Go to hell. Fuck you, Tyler. <laughs> nice. Stay classy, Tyler. It's all ironic, I'm assuming. I'm it hoping. Is. It's all okay. ironic. It's all ironic. Because my daughter has it in a frame <laughs> on her shelf with pictures of like her other little palm friends. Okay. So anyway, so uh, she went to camp last week. She had dance recital on Father's Day. My parents were in town. Grandma was in town. And I made a joke to my wife. It's like, hey, can you believe it? There's actually carpet on the floor in Babe's room. It's not all dirty clothes. (laughs) And my wife wife goes, did you read the quote on her wall? And I was like, oh, God, is it some stupid email shit from Teen Wolf or something? She goes, oh, no, you really have to read it. So I'm like, all right. So I go up and I read it. I come down shaking my head. I was like, she framed it. (laughs) Chris is like, yeah. I was like, I mean, she printed it out. And she framed it. It means a lot to her. It means a lot to her. So anyway, so she's back, right? And I mentioned that to her. I was like, yeah, I go, we're in your room. Um, Interesting quote on her wall. And, you know, she's like eating. She kind of, you know, kind of gets this look on her face. I go, you might want to have taken that down before grandma spent the night in your room. (laughs) She's just like. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh-oh. It's a little late for that. Damage is done. <laughs> and then she kind of got this look like, oh, no. And then she just kind of went. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm, fa- yeah, I'm, fa- right I'm familiar with that shrug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. But that's that moment where you're like, oh, yeah, I guess uh, really is my child. Wow. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to this world. You've turned the corner. There's no going back. That just means that now we can watch Big Lebowski in the house. <laughs> One of mine watched it without me. I said, I'm going to miss you. <laughs> and what the, what was his uh, reaction? I, I, to uh, that I'd overhyped it for his entire life. I'm like, you have no context. You re- Yeah, exactly. You really don't. You have to imagine going to movies for you know 20 years, and then you go and you see that, and your first thought when you walk out was like um, – the hell did I just see? Yeah, and then uh, in a couple of days later, do you realize? Oh wait, it's an LA detective story. Yes, only the 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 hard boiled detective is actually a stoner loser. Yes, and, and then it, then you realize it, it, the Cohen brothers are fucking geniuses. Exactly. It's it. Yes. Once you you kind of glom onto that, you're like, okay, yeah, that may be one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Yeah. I remember the night we saw it. We saw it uh, there. Remember the hotel? You may or may not remember the hotel that you stayed in before the wedding, right there by the summit. Okay, there I was kind of remember it. Yeah, in that in that office complex right there, there used yeah. to be a movie theater at the bottom of one of the buildings. Little, it was like okay. a little art house theater, like three screens. And we saw it there one Friday night. And I came out. And I'm like, I was kind of like that. I don't know what I just saw, but I know I liked it. And Laura was like, "That was terrible." You That's know? the same thing in my house. Yes. And you, 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 no, you really liked it? I was like, yeah. I'm not I, sure I why, but I really liked it. I, exactly. I was like, I, I think it, it, that might end up being my favorite movie. How is that possible? I go, I uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's like, okay, and here I have a theory. I have a theory that will explain, I believe explains some of it. Because as, as men of our age, mm-hmm. 
we have logged a lot of hours with Kurt Russell and with Jeff Bridges mm-hmm. because they've been around in stuff our entire lives. Yeah, so when one of those man, man, and the machine that could run or what all those Disney things he was in <laughs> and like Bridges has been in stuff since like Thunderbolt and Lightfoot last picture show. Mm-hmm. I mean, so when one of those guys hits it out of the park, I think it's a win for us because we've got so much time invested in them. I don't know. <laughs> I like literally one day I, started, I had was like working on this series one day and I, I like pulled up their filmography. So I'm like, let's see who I've seen the most, who has been in the most movies that I've seen. And I think it was Kurt Russell, Jeff Bridges. Because of all the, the Disney stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, and then like Samuel Jackson, obviously, because he's in every fucking movie. So you got to throw that one out. But yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, so because I will watch a dumb Kurt Russell movie as quickly as I will watch a dumb Jeff Bridges movie because I know they're going to do something that interests me in the movie. I go with that. Used cars. Have you ever seen? Used oh cars? yeah. Oh yeah. I, I <laughs> watched they, that. That's what I watched again. Just to, the same reason I watched Real Genius. How did it hold like, up? Uh, which one? Used cars. Yeah. Held up. Did it? Okay. <clears throat> cool. See, like, I was, I was, I was uh, going through this theory with Laura one day, and she's like, you haven't seen that movie, that many movies by those two guys. And I started running down the list. I'm like, do you remember when we saw, I can't remember the name of the movie now, but it was the one from the 90s where, like, his wife gets kidnapped by the evil truck driver. I don't even remember. I'll look it up. But anyway, I'm like, she's like, we didn't see that. I'm like, we saw that in a matinee together. And I probably dragged you to it because Kurt Russell was in it. But um, I'm going to look it up because I can't remember the name of it. But it was dumb, but he was good in it, you know, frantically trying to find his wife. Um, Let's see. Yeah, the thing about used cars is there's obviously there's some dated elements to it. Oh, yeah. But the the stuff that they do is genuinely funny. You know, it's not schlocky. Because uh, you watch like 80s films that you loved as in, in the 80s and you're just like, oh my God, this is terrible. We were just happy to see like, you know, R-rated movies. That's all. There you have it. So like Real Genius, watch that. It held up. Uh, that one does you hold know. up. Yeah. We talked that about one's that one held up time. well because it was really more about the nerds not being the butt of jokes, but just being, you know, yeah. nerds. Um, used Cars holds up. You know, because it, it's not outrageous. Watch Crocodile Dundee does not hold up. I wouldn't imagine. It was it was a thin premise to begin with. You know which one I watched thin- a watch a while back that, that held up better than I thought it would it was Best of Times. And again, that's the one with Kurt Russell and Robin Williams. Okay. The football oh. one. Yeah. yeah. That one holds up because it's it's just a life experience thing. You could you could move that movie ten years back you can move that movie 10 years forward the experience is going to be the same you fucked up <laughs> and you want to make it right i mean it's it's universal so no because uh, here's what i'll say about like crocodile dundee is the pacing is awful because you know you you think it's all those kind of fast quippy one-liners but he is so slow on the, the cuts and the editing so oh yeah crikey this is a knife you know, and right. it, it takes a second to build. Still a funny kind of line, but it's not as as tight as it should have been. Of course, if you did that, then the movie turns into a uh, 
you know, 35 minute sitcom pilot. Yes. I just say it's a, yeah, it's a fish <laughs> out of water TV pilot is what it is. Yeah. But I remember with that one is Linda Kozlowski being very hot. Yep. He married her. Or something. Yes, he did. Good for him. I can see her in a macrame top. <laughs> I, I would like to. <laughs> We were. I don't know why I stopped on ABC earlier. I was just I was folding clothes and there was nothing on and and uh, so I watched Pressure Luck and then it segued into because ABC does game shows all night in the summer. It was a password and it was a strange. It was like the stars were Lorraine Bracco and Ralph Macchio. I'm like, what? (laughs) What? Michael Strahan hosting a yeah. $25,000 pyramid. With a with so much neon on the set, I thought it was about to give me a seizure. <laughs> like, they lit it up and it started flashing. I'm like, oh, blew me back into the couch. <laughs> oh, no, it's David Lopan's lair. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. There go. Thank you. <laughs> oh, shit. What else did I write Oh, I, I, one thing I've learned about my new job is if I put on like something I don't have to pay a whole lot of attention to like visually that I can like listen to and kind of glance at occasionally, I can kind of watch movies too, which sure. is kind of cool. Yesterday I watched LA Originals on Netflix, which you might like. It's about these two cats in LA who like mainstream cholo culture. One's okay. a photographer, one's an artist who became like the tattoo artist to the stars. Okay. Uh, it's actually pretty cool. Uh, it was fun, like hour and a half. Because again, I didn't have to like pay super attention to it. If they started showing artwork, I would glance down. If they were just talking, I could just listen. Documentary. Yeah, yeah. It's called okay. L- L.A. Originals. Um, uh, and I also watched because there's only like six episodes. There's a series with uh, Frank Grillo called Fight World, where he goes to different countries and discusses their martial arts style sort exactly of so like mexico it's boxing it goes to thailand uh myanmar who essentially is like thai boxing with headbutts which terrified me yeah. uh, uh senegal has a specific type of weird wrestling uh yeah. with punches uh, anyway it was like six episodes of like 40 minutes i, I got through our five it was short i got through the whole thing yesterday again didn't have to watch it I probably should have watched it more because a lot of it was subtitled. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but, uh, but Grillo got to like, you know, kind of work out a little bit with each somebody in each of the styles. And, oh, and the last one was Israel and the Krav Maga. Oh. And like, okay. this, that was the most terrifying one because like the guy was like, we don't, we don't fight. We don't run from terrorists. We engage uh, and we don't arrest people. We kill them. This was like okay. the, the Israeli's defense force guy was like, he essentially handed Frank Grillo a gun and disarmed him and went blap, blap. <laughs> it was terrifying. Oh, man. So anyway, that that's kind of fun, too. So that's, yeah, there you go. That's what I got. What's All on right. your desk? What's on my desk? Hey, Steve, <laughs> what's on your desk? Hey, I'm going to cheat. And it's a tease. It's Slurpee Pops. <laughs> oh, they just opened a 7-Eleven up the hill and there was a giant inflatable Slurpee on the roof the other day. <laughs> so Funko does these things. They're, 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 they call it their foodie line. Mm-hmm. And some of them are packaging, you know. Okay. So like they, 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 they've got a White Castle that's a slider. They've got a Moon Pie, which is a little Moon Pie. Cans of Coke. When you look at them, you realize that 
you know, I can now use this for any kind of iced drink <laughs> and just slap different labels on it. And right. Them forever. True. So there's that, but here's, here's the real prize is, um, is that a letter opener? It's a letter opener. Is it a foam so, finger letter opener? No, <laughs> it is now. Yes. Oh, yes, I was going to say that's the greatest giveaway ever. If, oh. So yeah, this was the giveaway, the foam okay. finger, you know, so there you have it. Number <laughs> one. Um, we had a guy in our office, an architect, when I first started working, who passed away. Okay. And the, nobody would clean his office uh, for months. <laughs> oh, no, you can't disturb his stuff. I'm like, the guy He's is gone. gone. Yeah. And I need the desk. So um, one of the things he had on his desk was this, this uh, sort of like Japanese kind of samurai sort of letter opener. I think it used to have... It must have had a sheath at some point. It did have a sheath at some point. So it looked like whatever, I don't know the names, the Shingo Gensu knives, you know. Sure. But then I, I've always had this on my desk at work. <laughs> so one day I did this and was pointing at people and doing all this other stuff. And it so annoyed them, you know, put the finger away. It's like, no. I'm number one. You're number one. No, you, <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> oh, no. You didn't overplay that at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is now in 3D. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, there we Three, go. 3D house of fingers. 3D house of fingers. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's like what i asked the director whenever you're working in 3d do you ever think 3d house of beef and the guy laughed and was like <laughs> all the time <laughs> don't, um, don't be so earnest when you ask these guys your questions they yeah. enjoy it a whole lot more and he was so great he got i mean he's like absolutely and then he went into how you have when you film in 2D, you're basically blocking character A, character B. When you're filming in 3D, it's character A, character B, and you try to have an interaction with them handing things back or forth in order to justify the 3D budget. <laughs> <laughs> but that's when we were at the table with that one guy. He's like, well, you know, I'm, I I'm a filmmaker. Some, I'm a filmmaker. Myself. I was... I was year before, well, when the last time they had STCC, a buddy of mine, you know, the Parlopod guys had press passes. And one of them came out and said, man, it was the weirdest thing because we're doing this interview and there's like this Japanese lady, I go, with a dragon puppet. He's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I go, and the puppet responds to questions, you know. Shakes its head, yawns and stuff. Yes. I go, we, uh, yeah. I, I, we're familiar with the dragon lady. Did he ever meet Mojo? He did not meet Mojo. Well, then he's not living. He's not living. He's not living right. Because, you know, the, our, my one friend, Gracie, who ran into Mojo, and then she ran into him the following year. I was like, yeah. That's the way Mojo works. You just are <laughs> sitting there, and, and he he's there. He's kind of like Beetlejuice. <laughs> if yeah, you if mention you him, Mojo, I Mojo. <laughs> yeah. And then, poof, there's this guy in a weird predator costume. 
<laughs> and this other guy who talks a mile a minute and offers you drugs. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I was, we were out one night and uh, ran into Mojo. And he, he, had, he had this entourage with him. So it was Mojo. And then it was like four or five other people following in his wake with Predator at the end. And two oh, of them God. were like hot. Yeah, there was like a hot chick, another hot chick. Everybody was in cosplay. And uh, he walks by me and I'm with a bunch of the, uh, the Funko people. And I was like, Moj, my man, Moj. He turns around, ah, dude. He's like, gives me his big <laughs> hug, right? And then oh, the funny thing is, no, Mojo, no, no Mojo oh, contact. Mo, you know, Mojo is a little guy, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm actually standing on the He's street. He's Funko-sized. He is a Funko pop. <laughs> He is standing on the curb and still right about here. <laughs> uh, so Mojo's, anyway. Mojo's a small cat. Small cat. So, yeah, Mojo gives me a big hug. He wanders off. And he's like, yeah, I go, who are these people you with, Mojo? He goes, oh, man, it's it's my band. I got a band, man. It's like, I didn't know you were a musician. And he's like, oh, man, I got a band. Check out my drummer. Isn't she hot? And then he leaves, right? That's very Corey Feldman-esque. So he, he walks off, the drummer walks off, Predator comes by, gives me a fist bump. My friend, the, the Funko people look at my exchange with Mojo, and one of them says, how do you know that homeless guy? <laughs> and I Dude, that's my, Mojo El Diablo. <laughs> that's what I said. I go, that's the Moj. Mojo. Mojo El Diablo. <laughs> I've been running into him since I've been coming to this convention. (laughs) I run into him at least once a year. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's hard. Once you know what he looks like, it's hard not to see him when he's around. Exactly. Exactly. But then anytime you see a predator, you're like, is that the right predator? Is that the one? Is that the, is that Mojo's predator? (laughs) Oh, oh, wait a minute. Okay, speaking of Mojo, all right. Uh-oh. Since we started this, uh, do a time filler. <laughs> um, okay, hey, um, I listed some stuff on eBay finally. Very exciting. I'm hoping that I can sell enough of it this week or this month to, uh, to buy our production board for sound effects. Hey, look, there he is. He's in, his, he's in his torture dungeon over there. I don't know what he's getting out, uh, but we'll find out momentarily. In the meantime... Hey, he's coming back. So, we'll call this things on the desk part two. Okay. Well, our, our listeners want to know what you keep in the, in the torture dungeon back there. <laughs> You've got a mojo face. I got a mojo mask. Okay. I need you to send me a picture of that so that I can use that for Would the you crap. Like your own? <laughs> Actually, yeah. We can put it on the wall back here. But in... <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, just take a picture and send it to me, and I'll make it the the picture for this episode on the website. <laughs> <laughs> we discussed the mojo. Yeah, just put just the picture. I just want the mojo face, and we'll we'll use that. And I'll link to if I can find a, find a zine. I'll I'll link to it. And see if we get any any response from the mojo. Oh God, yes. So I'm gonna um I'm gonna see what I can do about uh, speaking of of Comic Con and press. I'm going to take a look this uh, Friday and see if, if we can get our names on the list for Comic-Con at home because I figured that's, you know, a way in. 
<laughs> and then even then, it's like, oh, you guys get the shitty panels. Probably, probably. But that's yes, okay. There's there's the virtual panel that anyone and his brother can log into, or or you could talk to John DiMaggio again. <laughs> Adam Baldwin. No, I like Adam Baldwin. I I <laughs> I like when John asked him about a DC cab. That was my <laughs> question. Yes, I was very happy with that. That's, and he got that chuckle out of him. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like the the 3D guy. They love it when you ask him about something that's not the three things that everybody asks them about. Firefly, 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 Last Ship, Firefly. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. Chuck, Chuck. DC yes. Cab, the Bill Maher starring vehicle. <laughs> With Mr. T on the Mr. poster. Mr. T a star. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I was listening to something earlier this morning. Uh, oh, I think it was the wrestling show on Sirius XM. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they were talking about Kiss and how <laughs> somewhere Gene Simmons had uh, taken credit for the WWE uh, adding pyro to their shows. And, and, and there, there was bully, bully uh, Bubba Ray Dudley's one of the hosts. So his response okay. was, but if you've ever heard Gene talk about anything and you give him enough time, he's going to take credit for it anyway. And I <laughs> thinking about our interview with him and how he was talking about being one of the original fanboys and blah, 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 blah. Yes, Gene, we know you're 80. <laughs> it's okay. You were there first, but yeah. Oh, I just remember him. Um, um, yeah, because they were pimping the um, the, the Scooby Doo movie meets Kiss thing. Yeah, which the the animation for like the opening sequence of that was mind blowing. It was really over the top, very stylized, really kind. I mean, they who, whoever put that part of it together did a fantastic mm-hmm. job. But then the rest of it turned into Scooby Doo meets the Harlem Globetrotters. Well, know? that's it would have been what I expected it to be. Yeah with that crappy shading style of animation that that, that uh, Hanna-Barbera does for their TV stuff. They're consistent. They are consistent. That's why, like, and I think I've pimped this before, Mystery Inc. You've mentioned it. It may have been before the show. I think it might have been just you and I talking, so go for it. Yeah, no, the, 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 there's a Scooby-Doo version called Mystery Inc. that I, I like a lot because it's very self-aware mm-hmm. so it'll, it it kind of makes fun of its own tropes and oh really yeah so there, there's some kind of it, it makes fun of its own tropes uh oh yeah meddling kids you know kind of a thing and um uh oh shaggy gets makes out with velma which was kind of out of left field and yes i need a moment i'm glad i'm sitting down mm-hmm that confuses me in so many ways. But yes, uh, it doesn't last because her boyfriend is more into his dog than her. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Uh, Lewis Black does a voice of one of the characters. So it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's just, I, I found that to be very, very kind of a fun, like I said, very self-aware, very okay. kind of a show. And yes, there's sort of the main mystery that goes along that they're solving while they solve the mini mysteries and side quests. And all, just kind of a fun, kind of fun show. Okay. All right. 
Well, I was I was telling our listeners while you were in the torture dungeon back there that I finally got some stuff listed <laughs> on uh, on eBay this week. So I'm hoping to to roll that over to cover the cost of the of the control board with the with the fun sound effect buttons, which I'm gonna pick up on Friday. So I've got nice. behind my computer right here. I've got all everything boxed up and sitting waiting for someone to buy it. Had a couple Again. of low couple of low ball offers that I declined and got a lot of got a lot of looks and some watchers, but nothing sold yet. At least last time I checked. What are you that. selling? Um, let's see. I've got a uh, the Andy Kaufman Jerry Lawler two pack, which uh, oh nice. Yeah, yeah, that one's on there. I had a uh, old otoscope ophthalmoscope set from the old business. Put it up. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, it's uh, it's my big budget item. I've got my nine point six graded uh, Killing Joke on the on the website there. Trying to sell that, and then just some odds and ends. I've got a uh, uh, the one that's gotten the most views, and I don't understand it, but I never have understood. I've got a <laughs> the when they WWF did those uh, uh, kind of the Zivas uh, oh, action yeah? figures. I, it was right around the time Hulk Hogan got in trouble initially, and so I oh. bought one of his. I found. I'm like, oh, it was right after they fired him or removed, okay. like wiped, wiped them off the site. I'm like, oh, I'll buy that. It'll be worth something. That thing's got 200 views and four watchers, and it's. I mean, it's got the most uh, views of anything and the most watchers of anything, which is weird. But anyway. Here, here's one of the most frustrating frust, blah, frustrating things about like when you put an item up and it gets, you know, a thousand views, four watchers, and you basically are convinced like, I'm going to get some bids, I'm going to get some bids, and then you get no bids. <laughs> I, I'm fully prepared for that. I started small. I, I picked 10 items, I staged them, boxed them, weighed them, did the whole nine yards. They're all just sitting here ready to roll start small, handle this, and then go from there. I've got some more stuff over there that I need to maybe throw up. And then I'm going to, uh, I guess <laughs> I'm going to go through the, uh, the DVD closet and just uh, clear cut that shit. Cause nobody watches them anymore. So. Yeah. It, and I'm, I'm trying to time some things, especially like with the, uh, <clears throat> the Funko stuff, mm-hmm. you know, cause like they did pop Pez and those were fun. Right. And, uh, then they, they stop being fun. <laughs> seems to be an overarching it. theme of your Funko life, by the way. You know, there's so many people who are like, the, yeah, it's hard. I've got the group of people that I've been collecting with for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Those guys are great. And I think it's because they all have perspective. And then you get into, oh, yes. <laughs> It's also showing through your beard. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the Funko does all this stuff and it's fun for a while. But then like Funko, the Pop Pez, those were fun until they released like 300 of them in a year's time. <laughs> and it's like, there's no way anybody can keep up with this. It's all, you know, it was like what you had the, this little window to make them. So you figured, fuck it, we're making all of them. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I'm trying to get out of those before those become, like, you know, five for a dollar. <laughs> What's your timing look like on that? What's that? What's the timing? I'm down to my last. Down to my, down to my last couple of pieces. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. But, yeah, hopefully get a couple of bucks out of those guys. Once I, this is my trial run batch. If I can get, you know, get just do all the – parts because it's been it's been a long time since i sold anything um 
once I get this going and I can get a get a handle on processing it out the door, then I can start going through the comics and some other stuff. And just oh. you know, if, if you're going to get heavy into it, go ahead and buy the postage scale. The one that's sitting right over there on my desk. Oh, you already got one. You, you forget where I, you forget where I work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw the shirt. <laughs> So, but I mean, I can I can turn those things around now in, you know, the the torture dungeon actually has like two or three boxes of pack recycled packing material, so that I can. It closes and I can have it packaged and out the door within you know ten minutes of getting paid. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got um, I've got one. I got a couple of things. I think Hulk Hogan is one of the things I didn't have the right size box for, but everything else is weighed, measured in its box just needs to be like wrapped in bubble wrap and slap the label on and out the door goes. So uh, nice. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so it's nice to thin that stuff. You look through the box and like, Oh my God, I can't believe I bought this. I don't remember. Yeah. Buying I keep thinking about like the closet upstairs in the guest room is not usable as a closet because between family photos and all of my shit, it's just, we hung a rack on the outside of the door this is where you can hang your stuff. Like, every time we go in there, I'm like, I need to go through these because I'm pretty sure there's at least two or three of these bins I could get rid of without any hard burn. And, uh, but then again, then, then I've got all my JLU figures that I don't want to get rid of, but I probably should, but I don't know. there's not, I keep those. I put some work in on that. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with having a few things left over from your, your glory days. I think it'd be fun <laughs> to put a shelf behind me here and just line up those JLU figures. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I have actually, because this is what a dork I am with that, I uh, I have all but one member of the Legion of Doom in, uh, okay. J in the JLU. Uh, thanks largely to you because you bought me that Solomon Grundy, which I still have. Cool. But, but the only one I don't have is Giganta, and it was a it was a SDCC exclusive, and I just haven't gotten around to buying it. But I've got Captain Cold and Lex Luthor, Brainiac, and Joke Riddler. I, everybody except Giganta that's in the Legion of Doom on the Super Friends I have, and I I want to put it on a show. And I have like it's really stupid because I'm so villain centric, but I have like the entire uh, Flash Rogues gallery <laughs> in that in that line. Um, and I think I have the entire Justice Society because I did most of them. So, was it those Flexum characters that you have? Is that what they're called or what? No, it's just that they're the little Mattel JLU. They're like the. I don't know, no, no, no. I know those, but the the Hulk Hogan one. That's all. Uh, no, no, no. Hold on, no, he's right here. It's, it's essentially like a Z-Bot where it comes with like different parts. Here's what's on my desk. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got it. I think I have the the Rey Mysterio too because I liked the Luchador. Shocking, I know, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So this guy is a popular uh, popular stop on my eBay selling. Nobody purchased it yet. But, uh, and then the eighty year old uh, Ray Langford starting lineup series two, I believe. Oh, okay. okay. This thing's seen better days, and it's going to take the right Cardinals fan to really want this. So. I'm, yeah. Well, yeah, I told you the bet I had with my wife about somebody will buy anything and I sold magnetic schedule giveaways. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, you may wait a while, but. 
I've held on to it since 1993. I'm in no rush, clearly. <laughs> yeah, that's the weird part about pulling something out. I'm like, oh, yeah, this will be uh, – we had Hallmark ornaments. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I pulled some of those out. It's like, oh, we're never – this hasn't been on the tree in 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate doing that math. <laughs> I just start, yeah. start carrying the one. It's got to go. Exactly. Exactly. So but it too is one of those, you know, I don't remember buying these. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I think I still have, uh, I think I kept three of the world of Springfield figures and I'm like, oh, let's check. I have the original Homer, okay. the, orig- the original Krusty and the tuxedo Krusty. Ooh. I still don't know that I can get rid of tuxedo Krusty. I think I can get rid of the other two. Really? Can't get rid of tuxedo I don't know. Something about Tuxedo Krusty just makes me smile. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> like you pull it out and you're like, Meh, keep. <laughs> yeah. Cause in my mind it's the telethon and I just like, it makes me smile. <laughs> I am less, um, less inclined to keep the four or five seasons of Simpsons on DVD that I have because they're on Disney plus. Yeah. All eight billion of them. So, Yes, I, I, yeah, you could watch that for like two weeks straight and, you know. Yeah, I, when they first went over to FXX or FX or whatever, it's like, we're going to run every Simpsons back to back. It was like 10 days. I'm like, <laughs> I'll just check in periodically and see how far along they are and see when I stop recognizing the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, 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 yes. I, I, I'm like that too. I'm looking at our DVD shelves and, and wondering. Uh, I sold VHS tapes. Nice. I think I have some of those left. Not for very much, but you know, it's yes. one of those, well, you know, every now and again, an article will come out. It's like, if you have this VHS tape still in the original packaging, it's worth $200. And you're like, go to your platform and type it in. Yes. And you see, 200, buy it now, 200, buy it now, 200, buy it now. And you think, let me test something. Sold listings, 250. Yeah. (laughs) It's only worth it if you can find somebody to pay it. And I took that into consideration with with all this stuff on my desk. I'm like, I'm not looking to be the high price. I have a a goal. I need this much out of this stuff. And I'll I'll play the game. I'll I'll put the free shipping. It's going to get rolled into the price. To buy absolutely, it now. absolutely. Uh, but I know uh, for, for reasons that I know, you know, that's going to get it higher in the searches. So I'll play the game. <laughs> yes. Now, see, I was always of the opinion that, you know, that, uh, yes, I, I you know, we, uh, the Funko groups are always giving people advice on how to sell mm-hmm. off of, you know, Oh, if you're going to sell on Facebook, you do this and you do that. And and you're kind of like sitting there going, wow, you guys are just like, you know, you've got that much information and you somehow parlayed that into this much expertise. <laughs> uh, you know, and one of their things is, you know, you the, those smart buyers are like, well, I always take the top three. Uh, eBay sales, and then I subtract out what their fees are going to be, and that's what I offer somebody because the sale less the fees is the true value of the thing. No, and that's exactly that's right. Bullshit. It's like, no, 
And, and you're sitting there going, that's, that's the cost of doing business right there. What kind of fractured logic do you live by, Pretzel Boy? Um, <laughs> oh, nice Steely Dan reference. Thank you. But, uh, you know, it, you're just kind of like, um, no, somebody paid 50 bucks for it. Okay. It's $50. Now, when I sell it on Facebook, I might say, I'm going to throw in free shipping on this because I would lose $7 in eBay fees and it's only going to cost me $7 to ship it. Um, you know, so I'm going to eat that cost and that's, I'm still going to sell it for what it's worth. And they are like, Oh no, no, it's, it's, you got to subtract out the fees. So if it's $50, you subtract like 10% off and it's, it's 45. Well, even their and math then, is wrong. So yeah, I know. But you, you <laughs> I know. You just in like, and then there's the, and you're just like, you no. clearly have no idea how a business is run. That's all that tells me. Pretty much. It was you know, last uh, Pollo's uh, grand vision now. You know, in addition Sell to being, your stuff. <laughs> well, that may well be. That's why I'm selling it now. Um, <laughs> he wants to own a record store. And I'm like, you need to watch High oh, Fidelity. Man. I'm like, and then he was like, are you just trying to discourage me? And I'm like, no, I'm just trying to explain to you that running a retail business is hard and I speak from personal experience and you can see the light go off and oh yeah <laughs> there's a lot more than just sitting around selling records you got a lot of shit to take care of and, and that uh, I sold a bunch of Kristen's uh, LPs she had a whole bunch of stuff from the 80s and you know and, and babe and I one night we went through she wiped them all all the dust off the de- the, the covers and stuff cleaned them up actually made it yeah. look really nice. And and I go, what do you got? She'd tell me and I'd go on eBay and I'd look at closed sales and kind of scroll through it and go, okay, uh, $7. And I'd see the next one, okay, $15. Oh, 10, you know. Mm-hmm. And we got this long list and, and it was like $400 of records if I sold them all at the prices that they were getting on eBay. And, and um, so she goes, wow, that's a lot of money. And then I went and I sold them for 50 bucks because. Yeah. You tell me like one guy made, made you a lump sum offer, didn't he? Yeah. He made me a lump sum offer and I'm sitting there going, I could make more money selling them myself, but then I have to ship them. I have to package them. And, and they're albums. You got to package albums. albums. Yes. So now it's an oversized box that I've got to make it rigid so it doesn't get bent. You know, yeah. This guy's like, yeah, you got four or five in there that I'm going to make my money back on because you got another batch in there that I'm, I'm going to be able to turn really quick. So I'll get, you know, I'll get some, I'll get some, some bonus cash because with some of the other stuff, uh, you know, they're going to sit in my bins for 30 days, 60 days. God only knows how long. Right. And so you're like, yeah, that's fine. I get it. I mean, I'll take 50 cash right now. Hell yeah. yeah. They're not, mine. they're out of my house. And they're out of my house. Okay. I may have to buy this for myself. Can you see it? What is it? Who is that? Terry Funk. (laughs) (laughs) They have those little micro brawlers. Yes, I've seen those. I have a bruiser Brody on my work desk. Oh, nice. It's it's him holding his hair. (laughs) And like the forehead is all chopped up. It's awesome. (laughs) I like it. The Funkers actually, he's got blood on his back. <laughs> I might have to get the Funker. 
anyway. Not quite moral imperative sort of thing yet. Not like the Brody was. <laughs> I saw the Brody with like, the chopped up head. I'm like, yeah, got to have that one. <laughs> so my desk, I have uh, the Peter Capaldi Doctor Who pop with the guitar. Nice. Bruiser Brody. Me? Bruiser Brody and the Lego minifigure of Mr. Miracle in chains. So that's, that's, that's on my desk. <laughs> that's a good one. I've got some of those uh, Marvel Legends figures over my computer here. You buy more of them? I have uh, unintentionally. No, not unintentionally. It's like <laughs> one of those. It's like I had I had the, the, the regular Hulk, so I bought the Gray Hulk to go with. Right. And, uh, you know, Spider-Man got a Spider-Man. Captain America got a Captain America. The new wave came out. It's got Sue Storm. So I figure it's probably a matter of time before we end up with the fantastic four yep so i got a couple of those i bought the the vision because he's in the yellow and green with the yellow cape yes <laughs> so, so i've been keeping an eye of what of what is coming out i think i posted that picture of thor or loki coming out and yes silver <laughs> surfer is going to come out so. does he have does he have the rolling surfboard no oh very cool feature well, they had it originally, like the old version of that. He had like a surfboard with wheels and would roll. Because at one point I had that Galactus you gave me as a wedding present. And uh-huh. when, they, when they did the uh, the Fantastic Four animated series figures, they did, they did they, I had all the Heralds. I had Silver Surfer, Terax, Fire Lord, <laughs> and they, I think there were four Heralds. Oh, and Nova. I had all of them with my Galactus oh, for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Try explaining that setup to someone who doesn't care. Oh, you, yeah. You mean, you know, wives? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Before before, uh, before the show, I was, like I said, I was folding clothes. I watched the what I do when it's clothes folding week is I'll turn on the AEW that I've recorded and haven't watched. And that way I can have that on in the background. If I want to watch something, I can. Kind of like work. It just plays in the background. And, uh, <laughs> this was <laughs> I had to go tell Laura, even though she hates wrestling, can't stand it, doesn't know why I watch it, why I love it. But Tully Blanchard is on there. He's like the the, the heel manager for one faction. And okay. then Conan was on and he's like kind of like mouthpiecing on the, the Hispanic tag team, right? So they're having okay. this like face to face, blah blah blah. Now I have to probably have to give you this setup too because I had to give it to Laura. So Tully Blanchard's daughter is a wrestler. Okay. And she recently married a Mexican wrestler. Okay. So for they're real for re- no, for real, for okay. real, legitimately married. Um, so they're jawing back and forth and Conan starts, you know, from English to Spanglish to straight Spanish, you know, as he does. And, uh, uh-huh. and, and he looks at Tully Blanchard and goes, that's Spanish. Just in case you didn't know, you may want to learn some in case you ever want to talk to your grandkids in the future. And I'm like, Oh shit. Oh, and even Laura was like, "That's a good bird." That is a great one. That was yes. amazing. I was sitting there going, "Oh shit, that's a that's a smart inside joke right there." <laughs> yes, he threw that one high and tight. <laughs> oh fuck! All right, you got anything else? No, we've talked about food poisoning. What's on my desk? Um, and the secret the origin of Jizz Head and Chess Mange. <laughs> the funny thing about the Chris Cyborg thing, uh-huh. I, got, I got my hair cut and they were doing like 
old MMA DVDs. These are like almost 20 year old, right? Mm-hmm. And, stuff. <clears throat> and I mentioned to the girl that it was cutting my hair. I was like, yeah, I go, yeah, a friend of mine does ring announcing for those. And I've been drawing cartoons because I see them. So I crank it out and I scroll through and I show the Chris Cyborg thing. The, the second one I did. The one with the flag and, on the face? Yes. Okay. And, and the guy at the next chair over, I go, yeah, I go, this one, I go, this is the first one I did. It was a lady. And I go, man, it was such a bitch. And I, I go, she has these tattoos on her forearms. They were so hard to capture. And this guy goes, damn, Chris Cyborg. Nice. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> yeah. People know who she is. We're all just terrified of her. <laughs> And I think the idea that he got it from just a glance of the phone from, you know. Oh, that's very cool. Was, that's very cool. I get you. I like it. I, I got like, you. Yeah, Frank Mir, this one, this one, and now Jabroni Baloney or whatever this guy's <laughs> name is. Jabroni Baroni. Baroni Jabloni. <laughs> Haywood Jabloni. Haywood Jabroni. <laughs> when we're done before before you get off, I have something i need to tell you so okay. i'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up episode right. 24 of slurp toast the podcast is in the books um episode 25 will be perhaps either early or late we'll figure that out but until okay. the next time i'm bruce Steve. we're out of here have a good night kids see you next time bye, bye.